0: You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Tuesday, March 2nd, and of course, we've got Tony Sereno back on for a Tony Tuesday. J.J. Watt is a Cardinal. What does that mean for for the Steelers' future at free agency? Well, we're going to dive right into that, and then we're going to start evaluating the tiers at running back in this NFL draft class. Who's at the top of the class, the middle of the class, the bottom of the class that we like and don't like? All that and more right here on today's show. And don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast, where anywhere podcasts are hosted. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com. Leave us a five-star review with a positive rating to help us out. Let's get into it. So as always on Tuesdays, well, not always. We didn't get him last week. But mostly on Tuesdays, we get our guy, Tony Serino, for a Tony Tuesday. Because Tony's back on the show.
1: Tony, how you been, my man? I am doing well. Listen, I apologize I couldn't be on last week, but I am glad to be back this week. Couldn't miss this week. We have got big news to talk about, Chris. Of course, uh, the the Watt situation in Pittsburgh not not looking good. Although. So- is is Arizona still Pittsburgh West? Because if if it is, yeah. then the Steelers kind of did. They kinda yeah, did J.
0: J. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I said to Wesley U on his show on Monday. Man, I was like, technically he's Pittsburgh, so did they kind of win? But this is kind of like uh like uh like like the, the the Cardinals. It's funny they wear red. They're like the Scarlet Witch. they, they prevent. They blew up. The, Watt, the, the chance of completing the Watt gauntlet, and they, and we didn't get to turn back time and say, no, J.J. Watt is coming to Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Thanos, Thanos style. But in all seriousness, of course, we're talking about J.J. Watt signing a two-year, what was it, $31 million deal, mm-hmm. Tony? And it's funny, I did see the number $15.5 million per year being floated around on Twitter as far as the number that they were talking about. But just further confirming that, there was way too much money to be had out there by JJ Watt. He still commands the top dollar, even though he's, he, yeah. he, he gets hurt, you know, every other season. Um, but now he, he, but I do see, he does rejoin Deandre Hopkins, um, a former Texan over there. I can see that there was a connection there and they are a young team who could be competitive and, and, and you know, may it, it, if they make some moves this year, if Kyler continues to step up, but Tony, um, are,
1: were you heartbroken when you heard this news? No, well, you know, I was never I never really joined in on the the J.J. Watt to Pittsburgh hype train like 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 a lot of people did, Uh, (laughs) mostly because I just didn't feel like, you know, when we talk about what this team needs, especially in free agency, boy, you know, whatever J.J. Watt would have been in Pittsburgh, whether that's an edge rusher or, you know, a a down lineman in a uh, in a three, four set. It just it didn't feel like that was where you should spend the money. And then you talked about it, right? Fifteen million dollars a year just a bit outside can <laughs> <laughs> afford <laughs> i mean 15 and a half million dollars the steelers are going to open up just about that much money altogether when they get done making the moves with ben and to it and extending nelson and all that right and then they'll be resigning their 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 uh, draft picks and whatnot yeah i don't that was never going to happen so not heartbroken but um, you know, obviously, it would have been fun. It would have been a fun story to have all, all three Watts in Pittsburgh.
0: It, it was still hilarious how this developed because we've been joking. I, I was joking with Brooke Pryor about a week ago on the show, and we were just talking about how it's awesome to have all these crazy storylines, how the Watt family was just having so much fun, like, hey, what does mm-hmm. this mean? What does that mean? And then we had another one, and this one was the, – the Watts didn't even do this one. Uh, Field Yates tweets out a picture of what is supposedly – jj watts peloton screen and it says kj watt and it has as like a description like in their profile sb 56 for super bowl 56 obviously it says gb cle and buf for uh, obviously packers browns and bills and everyone's like oh that means something oh that 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 means that that means everything because obviously those are the teams that they want to absolutely absolutely go (laughs) down to three it's down to three and the steelers are out nah and then jj watt tweets out he's like I don't own a bike. Stop this. (laughs) 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 I don't have Peloton. And then was like, what?
1: Oh, so we're
0: back in it. But then eventually he just like, all right, let's just end this madness. We've had our fun. He tweets out a picture of himself um, doing squats in a, in a Cardinal shirt. Um, But Tony, I'm disappointed because I wanted another week or so. Of JJ Watt conspiracy theories.
1: Well, first of all, first of all, never. Here's the thing: when you're going to breaking news in sports, okay, you go to Nordic Track, not Peloton. Okay, that's the <laughs> first thing. That's the for never trust Peloton when it comes to my. I go. I have a Nordic Track. That's where I go for my breaking news in sports. I'm constantly checking Juju's Nordic Track profile to see did he resign? Did he resign yet? Did they, <laughs> where, Cam Sutton? Are you back? Yeah, uh, that was so silly today. The <laughs> yesterday the whole Peloton thing. Uh, I'm glad. I am glad, though. By the way, that he did not go to the Browns because I'll tell you what: we're bringing AFC North talk back this week to have Quincy get back on and then celebrate. (laughs) Not only did they sign JJ Watt, but that the Steelers didn't. I don't know if I could deal with that. So thank you to the Arizona Cardinals uh, for getting JJ. If it wasn't gonna be the Steelers.
0: Yeah, and again, it takes them out of the it takes them out of the conference. So they don't gotta worry about that kind of stuff. That's um, right. but but the 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 Cardinals do play the Texans, so that'll be interesting with both De- him and DeAndre Hopkins over there. But but, yeah. like, but like, again, Tony, this offseason we always knew was going to be about keeping the players that they can and not making any splash signings. A splash signing would be them getting a a, a decent free agent, but yeah. not a huge name that everyone is chasing right now.
1: What, one, actually, one other question or one other, yeah, one other question I have about Arizona is which week this year are they going to induct Bill O'Brien into the Ring of Honor uh, for all the moves that he's made for the Cardinals over the past couple of years? First, bringing in, yeah, I mean, honestly, like he might have been the best head coach slash general manager of the Cardinals have ever had and he never actually coached for the team but he's done he's done a lot of great work for them
0: he's he's a sleeper agent that's that's clear that's clearly what that is um but 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 in all seriousness this goes not only did this the, the, you know this was what was going to happen it's, it's why both tony and i said and we joked about it you know with everyone else but yeah it, w- it was highly unlikely that they were ever going to sign jj why the the it was, sure it would have been a great story but this is what we're talking about is that the steelers at most at most if they were lucky they would have spent five million dollars a year on this on this guy you're telling me this man should have skipped 10 million dollars per year and i think he had 23 mm. million of that guaranteed uh yeah. like like no. he like uh, you wanted to pass him up that just say hey bro let me hang out with you you know you know during games and play next to you it's a great story but money
1: talks yeah and then the Steelers big you know quote-unquote big free agent signings I mean especially during this period are going to be guys like a uh, Steven Nelson or an Eric Ebron right yeah tier two ish maybe even tier three type players now that not to say that that's you know steven nelson's a bad player steven nelson turned out to be a great signing for them but he's not a
0: three-time defensive player of the year
1: right right i mean you know i know every steeler fan for so many years was like when are we gonna sign revis is available they gotta sign revis (laughs) they're not gonna sign revis and i know that there's gonna be a lot of big name players that the Steelers are gonna want to sign on the offensive line or you know i know people talked about aaron jones you know from from green bay at running back no that's not happening right those Those names just aren't coming to Pittsburgh. You're going to get, you know, fringe guys. They're not not necessarily fringe guys, but just kind of that tier three type free agent. Um, And those are things that would be the guys the Steelers can afford this year. And, And every year,
0: really. The teams that usually are signing big and free agency are the teams that can evaluate and draft their own talent. The Steelers right. are very good at evaluating and drafting their own talent, which is why they're usually not big spenders. I mean, almost never big spenders in free agency. Well, you know it's it's a rarity when they get a Joe Hayden, when they get a James Ferrier. It you know right. it happens once in a while because they're usually happy with who they're developing, and that's why they're always competitive. So don't don't mess with the Steelers model, y'all. It's not crazy. Yeah, so. it, it,
1: there's, there's no va- and there's no value in overpaying for guys in free agency. Exactly. Right? When you can get that tier three guy, and if and you are basically underpaying for that. And then if you get, you know, you hit on a Steven Nelson, well, look at the value the Steelers have gotten cap-wise for how much they paid for Steven Nelson and the value he's provided on the field. That's what the Steelers do. That's what keeps them competitive year in and year out.
0: We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're
1: going to go through the tiers of
0: NFL draft running backs in this class. Tony's got some thoughts. I've got some thoughts here them all after this. But first, a word from our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. here on the locked on Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter here my friend Tony Serino from AFC North Talk you also know him as Steeler country on Twitter give him a follow y'all Tony it's time to talk running backs because that is a position a lot of people are talking about we have lots of time to talk about offensive tackles in fact I've been talking about offensive tackles a lot in this draft but you sir you have been evaluating running backs yourself going over the tape just like just, Mm -hmm. just like I have and we're going to compare some notes now in this class, we're going to start from the top and gonna work our way down. In this class, there are three guys who are consistently evaluated as, you know, first round good talent to be drafted that high. Mm-hmm. And everyone probably knows their names Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Javante Williams. Not in any specific order there. Not in that order. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you know, there, there's, a, there, there's a flipping there. Now, Tony, there is. When you look at these guys, there's a lot of people who talk about how Travis Etienne is more of a skill back who's a receiver and really fast, but he has to do all the things that you need him to do as a a full feature running back. And that is the bill that Najee Harris and Javante Williams fill. When you look at this first tier, what do you think is the priority for the Steelers and how do they get one of these guys if they do?
1: Yeah. So I think, I think you're absolutely right. The Steelers, if they're going to get a back and they're going to get one early and you know me, I'm not a running back in the first round guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know, if they are going to go that route, I think they have to get someone who they can play right away can start right away. And that means a three down, every down type of back. You have to trust him out of the backfield on third down. You want to trust him in pass protection, right? That's who they want. The, the, the traditional Mike Tomlin bell type back for me, you know, the only, the, 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 the two are Harris, Najee Harris and, and Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of both. Look, obviously Najee Harris is, you know, he is far and away the, the most talented player in mm-hmm. this draft from a, from an all-around skill set. But I keep finding myself going to this idea of like, you know, the only way you're likely going to be able to take Najee Harris, because I think he will be the first running back off the board, is if you take him in the first round. I, I, I right. think there's no way he lasts until pick 52 or whenever the Steelers go. So I, I keep coming back to the idea that Javante Williams, for me, when I grade them out, obviously Harris is better but Javante Williams is not that far behind. And he's got a lot of the things that I love about a running back, contact balance, vision, and that patience that he shows. I know that we talk about long speed and you know, the, Javante Williams may not have that kind of long speed, but I think the long speed, the 40 times in running backs are so overrated. How quick are you and how quickly can you get, you know, how quickly can you run 10 yards? Because that to me is, is a lot more of what you're going to be seeing out of a running back on the field. And that's why I, like, I think Javante Williams, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he was the best running back in this Five years from now, he was the best running back in this class because with Harris, you still have that, hey, he played behind, if not the best, one of the best offensive lines in the country. And he played behind the system with Mac Jones at quarterback and all those wide receivers there. And, you know, there was a multiple threat on every single play. Very true. John, to Williams, John, John to Williams didn't have that. So I, I keep finding myself with the idea if the Steelers are going to take a running back in round two and, and they're going to wait. Javante Williams is a great pick there. Love it I, 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 all day with Javante Williams.
0: I agree with you. I think I think Javante was, would be still a great pick at 24. Um, and if they could manage to trade back and get like an extra pick and still get him in the end of the first round, that'd be great too. But Williams, he's also a year, a year younger – um than Najee Harris and I know that's not a huge deal to a lot of people at the top of the head but you know when you have less you know less wear and tear on you that usually helps you as a running back but to your point about you don't need straight line 40 40 times speed to be a great running back look at Le'Veon Bell and what he did for the Steelers yep. Le, Le'Veon Bell never ran away from people he ran through you he ran around you he, he picked his way through the line the Steelers need a guy who's going to do that turn a, a turn a one-yard gain into a five-yard gain turn a three-yard gain into a 10-yard gain those are the type of things that when you do that consistently throughout a game you make it that much harder for a defense to stop you um and and like even for what made willie parker great in my eyes you know we always talk about his speed but his vision in in the hole as he after he learned from the bus and he kind of got got into his groove from 2000 Five to two thousand nine. I mean, he was one of the better running backs in the league. In two thousand six, I want to say he was like he
1: he was like really
0: close to having the rushing title that year. I
1: think that was the year he broke his leg, and if he hadn't broken his leg in in week fifteen or sixteen, whenever it was, he probably would have won the rushing title. Right, and it's
0: and it's just like when you have someone got a balance like that, that comes from vision. That comes from understanding who's in front of you, who's blocking for you, and and you know what you need to do there. And, And yes, the Steelers do need to invest in the offensive line. Tony and I are are. Both on the same page. There, that yeah. it is, it is a vital position to to look into. But you still need a guy who, when you're one on one in the hole, when the other when the other team's linebacker gets there, because you can't always get that. Like, you know, I think a lot of people think it's oh, so, oh yeah, just block everyone in front of you, and he'll just run to daylight, and you just draft offensive line. That's going to happen. It's not how it worked. Even when the Steelers' offensive line was at its prime in in this last decade. They needed Le'Veon Bell to beat that one guy in the hole and then turn that little itty-bitty gain into a decent gain, and, yeah. and that wears down the defense, and I'm with you. It's it To me, it's Najee Harris, Javante Williams in the first class. Etienne would be nice and flashy, and if they worked a whole completely new offense with Matt Canada and he found a way to maximize him, great, but as a traditional Steelers running back, those are your top two guys bar none.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Do you think – so I, I it seems like, there for me, there's no way Harris lasts until round two. I know Williams right. has been getting a lot of buzz lately, and it does seem like, you know, as more as more of these reporters talk to scouts around the league, that maybe Williams isn't a round two type player, day two guy, that he might be a round one guy, um, or it's maybe an early round two. You think if, if they want one of these two, they have to take him in the first round?
0: I feel like it's, it's becoming more and more likely. Now, here's the thing, Tony. We could be completely off here because yeah. – there's there's times NFL teams they don't want to draft running backs they'll 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 skip on by him I mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the first guy off the board he was the 32nd pick of the draft last year but yeah. then there's other years where Josh Jacobs was off the board really fast for the for the Raiders so it depends on what people value I, I think that not, that there's enough teams that are going to want a running back I think Najee Harris there's a chance he can be be gone before the Steelers pick it just depends mm-hmm. on what teams are valuing. There's always those wildcard teams. And it's funny, usually the Raiders are in that, like when they pick Cleland Farrell in the top 10. That's right. Um, like just like things like that, that you're like, what? Uh, but when it comes to the running back position, there's a lot to gamble on there. Um, you know, and, and even for me, for the Steelers, if, if one of those top five, I even say maybe top six offensive tackles fall to me, you know, I'm looking at that and saying, Oh boy, if I can get my guy to to lock to, to be a locked down offensive tackle for the next 10 years, that's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, if those guys are gone, and you're looking at the best running back of the class, and you have your chance to pick on a pick on that. I mean, it, it's tough to pass up. But I I would have to think if both of them fall to you at 24, the gamble, the best gamble there might be trade back. See if someone you could trade back four or five spots. Stay in the yeah. first round. I'm not saying give up your give up your first round status, but pick pick up a third round pick. You know, you know, an extra pick somewhere where you can help with your depth, and then and then it, you hope that either one or both of them are still around for that trade back point, and then you get your guy at 28. And I think that that would that would help there. But again, it depends on who's falling to you at 24 because i mean there's another like, crazy situation if you know one of those top two you know, off-ball linebackers whether it's a uh, uh, J- jeremiah owusu koromoa if he falls to you you're like man i can't pass up that guy or michael parsons or patrick right. sertan a cornerback you know if one of those guys falls to you then you got to take them um but at the same time with running back i, I look at that and it's going to depend on who are both untouched at that point and do you think you can get them later in the first round
1: yeah, because it's, and, and you're, you're right, because the, the whole need versus best player available thing this year is really going to be put to the test with the Steelers. Because, you know, on the offensive line, right? I mean, I, they look, they need to take a tackle. They need a left tackle in the future. Yep. Villain, villain Wave is not coming back. But, you know, Zach Banner did say that Tomlin told him he, you know, he's, my, he's the answer at left tackle, at least for this upcoming season. So maybe the Steelers feel like they can get away with Banner and not take a, a tackle super early in this draft. I just don't know, though, when it comes to this running back position. I don't know that they have an answer that they really like on the roster. right? They, they,
0: they, they don't. I mean, we know that they don't. If, yeah. they, if they did, they would have played Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane so much more. Right. Um, and, and, and they have and Jalen Samuels. I often forget that he's even there sometimes. Um, <laughs> poor Jalen Samuels. Poor Jalen. I mean, he, he he had that good game against the Patriots. He doesn't deserve to be talked about like that, but it's unfortunate. They keep drafting running backs and he's the, 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 Just, the furthest yeah. away. Yeah. Um, But to me, I'm with you. They need a feature back, and it needs to be a priority here. Now, we both acknowledge that there is the potential that it's just not going to happen, that that just – The right offensive tackle the right defensive player falls to you at 24 and you're like man we can't pass up on this guy we'll try for the running back in the second round and then all your guys are gone and then you're looking at those other tier guys and then you might say well none of these got none of these running backs remaining are round two guys you know there's michael carters and everything but there's there there still could be guys in the third and fourth round that you're looking at and 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 myself i don't think that they 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 want to nor that they should wait that long to draft the running back because that's again that's what got him here was waiting to the end of the third round of draft connor waiting To the fourth round of draft, Benny Stell. The fifth round of draft, Jalen Samuels, and Anthony McFarland. But there's still a chance that you could have a shot at getting a guy in those later rounds. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to start evaluating the other tiers of running back and who are the guys the Steelers could take if those first guys are off the board. But first, a message from our friends at Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L O C K E D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter bringing you your daily dose here with Tony Serino on a Tuesday talking Steelers. Now continuing our um our NFL running back NFL draft uh rankings here. We just took ATN Harris and Williams off the board. They're gone. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. And the Steelers' first and first round pick is gone as well. They've picked another position. So now there's this second tier of running backs that that you look at And I'm not so sure that they're guys that you'd want to draft in the second round when you could probably be, that's when you start to look at the center position. Um, You might look at some more off ball linebackers a safety, a cornerback that falls to you in that round. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe (laughs) we're trying to have a good conversation. And then you say (laughs) things like that, Tony knows how to get a rise out of me. But, um, but anyways, so, to me, one of the one of the guy the first guy that comes off my comes off my radar when it's that that second tier guys is Michael Carter, who is Javante Williams' team name, teammate mm-hmm. at, at UNC. He's a smaller, sleeker, faster version of Javante. Um, and he's good. He can make people miss in open space, but I just I don't see him as the feature back the Steelers need to yep. also help him pass pro.
1: Right. And it's kind of like, okay, you have Michael Carter and Anthony McFarland on the same team or in the same room, you know, it's, this is a two dog, one bone situation. And he took them one draft apart from each other. I I feel the same way. Like Kenneth Gainwell is an interesting player because, you know, he can be that, you know, he's like the the former quarterback who can be very versatile in a, you know, play not just running back, but he can, you know, he's, he's a good route runner. He can play in the slot. But again, that's not, I think the Steelers are looking for a very particular type of back in this draft, right. Which is a James Connor. Replacement. They've got the other stuff, right? You want your short yardage guy. That's what they want. Benny Snell to be. You want your change of pace. It's so a guy McFarland for that. You know, and Jalen Samuels, your Swiss Army knife. They need a. They need a feature. And when I look at tier two, you're, I'm with you. Tier two for me has a lot of interesting players. Carter's interesting. Gainwell's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's like a tier two every down type guy. Chuba Hubbard is a guy who, who last year would have been thought of. I think if he had come out, people were talking about him as being a second round pick. He, he might have been he might've been the first guy off the board with how well he produced
0: at Oklahoma state. There was talk. I mean, like I remember uh, our guy, Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh, he's a huge Mountaineers fan. He was devastated when Oklahoma state, when he said when Chuba Hubbard was coming back, he's like, do you know how much he kills us in the big 12? Um, (laughs) And and then of course, you know, he didn't play because he opted out. So it didn't matter, but you know, still that was how good he was two years ago when he played. Now, of course he took this year off and now everyone's questioning him. And then of course they're still looking at his fumbling tendencies and everything, but still, he's a guy that would be on the back end of that tier two. Um, And then other guys who did play this year and got a little bit of hype, uh, you know, you know, down the stretch was Trey sermon of Ohio state. Now, granted Mm -hmm. he has that injury, but people were really excited when he took over. Um, for master Teague, the third, I still love oh, that name. It's great. I love that name. <laughs> I, just, name. I, love that name. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand why he isn't like a, just a first overall pick with like, who, who doesn't want a master Teague, the third on their roster. Um, let me get myself together here, but, but Trey Sermon and, and Chuba Hubbard, those would be the other guys that would finish out my, my sort yeah. of tier two list there.
1: Yeah. See for me, Hubbard, the fumble, I mean, it's, it's one out of every 70 touches he had in college. Not, he fumbled the ball. Not good. Yeah, not, not ideal. And then with Sermon, I'm with you on Sermon. Uh, and I, obviously, you know, he, he, look, he got a big boost because of how well he played down the stretch in those nationally televised games, no doubt about it, but he did. I mean, you know, he's a collarbone issue, right? So, you know, you, you wonder, can he even play this year? I mean, I think right. the Steelers, you know, when you, when you're talking about what is likely going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last year and, you know, it's we're one final go with this thing, you need a running back who's going to come in and like play right away. Uh, so yeah, I think it's tough. I think if, if the Steelers get through into round two and, and Harris and Etienne and Williams are gone. I don't know, especially when we talk about Hubbard, remember Colbert said that, that he had that quote with the ringer where he said like, we're going to have to evaluate differently players who set out, right. And we're going to value players who, who actually played in 2020. And so those are where that's where like, it'll be interesting to see how many guys they actually take this year who set out because they, there's less film on those guys. And then with the whole you combine process being, you know, all behind closed doors at pro days and everything. You wonder how much the Steelers are going to be valuing tape and tape that they've seen, you know, the kind of, what have you done for me recently type stuff. And,
0: and, and it's funny because the Steelers say that and Kevin Colbert says that, but if Micah Parsons, who also, Opted out of this last season. False them at twenty four. They're they're going to take him. I don't care how yeah. how much he didn't play at, at Penn State this last year. He's going to be a, a target. And
1: Trey, Trey Lance is another one. I think if you were you know if he fell to twenty four, would the Steelers really pass on
0: Trey Lance? Right. I, I feel like his pro his, his ceiling's too high there. And, and something else that you brought up to me before the show, Tony, is the kind of position the Steelers are in right now are, is because they haven't taken a, for a, a top tier running back since Le'Veon Bell. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was picked in the second round and, and again, that's the last, he's the last guy who was the reason that they won their last two playoff games. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, against the chiefs and the dolphins, he dominated both games, helped close them out in the second half. Um, and there were other guys who contributed to those games, but he was the star of both. Um, and since then they haven't been able to win a game or win a playoff game without him and um, and I, I think it shows how important running back is to complete a team, especially when you have a guy who can make people miss. If you don't have the Tom Brady, the Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback that's, that's leading you yeah. way all the time.
1: And, and and especially, especially for the Steelers in 2021, right? Because, you know, while I go on the whole running backs don't matter thing, like I, I will, I will say about this team in particular, and you look at what happened in 2020, the Steelers just could not run the ball. I mean, they just could not yeah. do it. And so it meant that, that, all of Ben's strengths and all of his weaknesses were hugely amplified. And that only got worse as the year went on, right? They had to rely more and more and more on their 38 year old quarterback at the end of the year. And his play certainly diminished. And and so did the play of the offense. So they need a guy who they can trust this year, not a running back by committee thing. I mean, they need a running game they can trust. And and I, and you know how Tomlin thinks about running backs. He wants his guy. Um, And I think that's why, you know, we talk about this, you know, I, I have some guys here, like a tier three type thing. If the Steelers really are going to wait again until day three, I like a Kylan Hill. I think Kylan Hill is mm-hmm. exactly the kind of player that they, that they like. Because, you know, again, we talk about that kind of long speed being overrated. Well, he, yeah, he if, if there was a combine, I mean, this guy might run like four, six, four, seven. He's not, not, not a long speed guy, right, but right. he'll get you the 10, 15 yards. You know, he can do those kind of burst runs mm-hmm. for you. He's very good vision. Um, but he, again, he just doesn't have that kind of NF, you know, the, the quote unquote, Superstar athleticism—that's going to push him down a bunch of boards. I also think Chris Evans is another guy who, uh, you know, every down type player from Michigan had to sit out all of 2019, I believe, for academic reasons. But he earned his way back on to the uh, to the team for this season. He was a guy thought of early on in his career as being like one of the better running backs. But obviously, you know, not playing for an entire year will set you back, and also playing in Jim Harbaugh's offense will set you back as well. So, um, you know, but he's a guy later on in the draft that I, I think the Steelers could certainly. Look at if, if this is going to be another time where they wait on running back again, it's not like there's no options late, but like you said, for what the Steelers really, really need out of this position, doesn't feel like, like last year, you know, you could have, I mean, I guess everybody went in the second round, but there were so many good, good guys there. Like so many number one running backs Mm -hmm. in last year's class this year, it feels like there's three
0: right it really does and and again for those who are like well what's wrong with running back by committee when you start doing that you start needing more solid play and more ball security you need in, in from multiple players when you have one guy who can do that you, when you can say Le'Veon, go take care of this just go go protect the football but also go make the big plays for us when you're running back com- by committee then you're starting to worry every play okay who do we use this time who do we use this time who do we use this who, do we, use this? who do we use there and then you have to worry if you you're wondering about is, is he having a good day holding on to the ball and then you start worrying wondering about confidence and then who wants the carries and all that stuff happens yeah. um yeah and, and, and again a perfect example everyone because a lot of people what, one thing that drives me nuts tony is when people talk about how, oh, well, when Le'Veon Bell didn't show up in 2018, James Conner still had a really good year, uh, you know, behind that line. Like, yeah, but the Steelers running backs fumbled seven times that year. Le'Veon Bell fumbled eight times in his entire career, and he had, like, yeah. five times the amount of touches that that group had. So, mm-hmm. like, what are, we, what are we saying here other than that running back by committee turned the ball over at a higher rate? And in several games where if, uh, if Stephen really doesn't fumble against the Saints, maybe they win that game. If, right. if uh, James Conner doesn't fumble against the Broncos or the Browns, maybe they win either of those games. Uh, you know, you, you start looking at those type of moments and it, it, you know, any one of those games happen in their favor, 2018, they're probably in the playoffs. If Le'Veon Bell's there, they probably they might win multiple of those games, maybe even get a higher seating in the playoffs and Antonio Brown never blows up. And then we're not even talking about this kind of stuff right now. So my point is, is that having a, an ultra reliable running back, it does bring solid value. Do they, Do they? most of the time, do they age themselves out by the time they're 30? Absolutely. But still, that doesn't take away from the value, especially when you're looking for the quarterback of the future. They don't have Patrick Mahomes right now. They don't have Tom Brady in his prime or Aaron Rodgers in his prime. They have an aged Ben Roethlisberger and a need to go look for a quarterback somewhere who's going to have to come in and learn how to play in the NFL. And one way to easily offset that for a guy is having a consistent running back behind them.
1: And the other thing about this running back by committee thing is it, it also, you know, it's easy to have running back by committee if you have a good offensive line, right? Yes. Because it's, it's the idea of like, you know, there are running backs are kind of a dime a dozen because the majority of their yards are had by the offensive line, just opening mm-hmm. up, you know, gaping holes for them and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, but that's, and I know we, we have, you know, we'll feel like, Hey, the Steelers are going to improve their offensive line this offseason. They've, and they've, you know, they've changed offensive line coaches and, you know, they're going to have a new center. They're going to have a new left tackle. They're going to have, you know, probably dots in, starting at left guard. And we hope that they're going to get better, but I don't know that this is going to be a team that's going to solely rely on, you know, their offensive line being dominant in the rushing game to open up big holes. Right. So they're going to need guys who can, who can get yards on their own. And that's where having the guy comes in handy, right? Because, you know, we talk about Harris and Williams. These are guys who can get some yards on their own. We start getting into the tier two and tier three of this class. No, 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 These are not, you know, these are not guys who uh, you know, we're going to make magical things happen out there. uh, And I think that's what the Steelers need.
0: I think so, too. They, they need a guy who's going to create on his own. I've said it before. Um, it's a it, it's a it's a bigger need than people want to admit, I think, because they're like, oh, no great running back wins the Super Bowl. And they're like, well, you know, I, I, I always think it's it's interesting to look at that. You know, I brought this up to, to Wes on the on on his show, too, Tony. I'm like, you know, only one quarterback drafted in the first round since 2009 has won a Super Bowl. and That's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, technically Carson Wentz, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. He played; he was he was on the bench. He was along for the ride, right? And, yeah. and you know, and you look at you look at that. Is like, does that say okay, quarterbacks aren't valuable to draft in the first round? Absolutely not. You still go get yeah. your guy at quarterback. Like
1: Tom Brady is valuable, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, but but it it does mean that you know you 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 need that position to win, and I do think you need a running back to help balance your offense. And yes, you can find running backs in the middle rounds who work out for you, but if you're in a situation like the Steelers are where that's a big weakness and that's a big need and you have a guy that grades as a first round guy why not take him over the fifth sixth seventh eighth option and other positions where you're kind of like oh we got a mediocre guy and you know i I said this on twitter to somebody in this conversation tony and i didn't mean them to actually take derrick henry but it's like the steelers when they chose Artie burns derrick henry was on the board of course they weren't Mm -hmm. going to choose derrick henry because they had had lady on yeah but point being is that there are those type type of running backs who, when you look at them, if you if you needed a running back, Derrick Henry would absolutely be worth a first round pick. You put Derrick Henry on the 2018 team; they're in the playoffs. They might be competing for some for for you know for a for a title run with the way that that offense w- was built. Because then Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to try to do too much through the air. Antonio, right. Br- I mean, and again, you have Antonio Brown, uh, you know, you know not having to get all the attention that he has because people have to focus on Derrick Henry. Like my point is is that that there is serious value there. And I just, I think that there's, there's a bad movement against the idea that running backs are good because a couple here and there that go on drafted and do well.
1: Well, and I think that it, it can be situational as well, right? Like I'll look back at last year's class. You and I were huge fans of CEH, right? Clyde yep. Yep. And the fact that he went to Kansas city, right? We're like, Oh, this is a cheat code, right? It's going to make them so much better. Mm-hmm. It, it really didn't. I mean, he, and, didn't, and I don't no. want to say that, I don't want to say that he's a bust or anything like that. Cause it's only one year in, but he didn't have the kind of impact that you and I thought he would, um, even in an offense where like everything is just go, go, go for them. Right. And, and maybe right. if you look back at that. If you look back at that draft, you might actually say that taking him in the first round of last year's draft might've been a mistake for the chiefs because you know, that offense was already so good in other places. They didn't need, you know, this elite create your own yards type of running back. The Steelers do need that though, right? Because they, they're going to go into a season with a Ben Roethlisberger where we don't yeah. know what we're going to get out of this guy. And what we do know is that you certainly don't want him throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game every week. Like, like they had to do, at the end of the last season they also are not going to probably go into the elite into the season with a top offensive line and so you know th- it, but they still need to get those yards and those yards are going to come by having a having a, a an every down type back so i'm with you on that one
0: agree entirely there i just it, it's it, it's important again it's for where they are right now if if the Steelers if if they somehow drafted trey lance and he became a superstar quarterback and you know he's the next big thing in the nfl and he's dissecting defenses all the time, then running back wouldn't be as important because then you had your quarterback to dominate the the game. Um, but you know, but but if you don't have that and the Steelers don't right now, get one to help you balance things out. And then also maybe that, that says to Ben Roethlisberger, Hey, we don't need you to throw like 20 short, short slants and shallow crosses a game. We need you to just put up the bombs, hit on those when you can and let the running game do the work and check into the run, which, you know, the rumors are that he was checking out of a lot of the runs. So yeah. You can
1: check into play action too. If you want to see, yeah just, just a little,
0: just a little, just a little whoa, little, whoa, right. whoa, Tony, Tony. All right. All right. One all right, step, right, step right. at a time. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but that is our Tony Tuesday show here on the locked on Steelers podcast. Tony, thank you as always for coming back, man. It's always great to have you on this show. Miss you every time we don't do it with you. Uh, Please let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your
1: work. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on AFC North Talk. That'll be uh, on today if you're listening on Tuesday. That's, we're back today. We took a month-long break. Uh, but we are back today, so search AFC North Talk on YouTube. You can also find me on my own YouTube channel, uh, Steeler Country, with Tony Serino. Search that as well. We've got a new video coming out this week about the Steelers' salary cap situation. Not as, it's not, not really that bad, uh, and I'll go through the reasons why. Uh, the Steelers can easily create some cap space without cutting – a ton of players.
0: Absolutely. Do follow all things Tony Serino. He is the man. Thanks again, Tony, for coming on. You guys know my name's Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com. Make a moves here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm the host here of Locked On Steelers. I'm also a pit beat writer as well as a Steelers writer for DKPittsburghSports.com. Go subscribe to us there as well. Um, if, you, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review with a positive with a positive comment attached to that five-star review when you do both at the same time on apple podcast you get a shout out at the end of the show because that kind of stuff really helps us get the word out about what we're doing here thanks again for listening tomorrow we've got d9 pietro and a new guest josh axelrod he's a features writer at the pittsburgh post-gazette the two of us he's also an ice grad so we have a high school connection there but the three of us are going to have a long talk with some younger Steelers people and some older Steelers people meaning only Steelers guy because that's the D- um, but all, all things considered thanks again for listening see you back in years tomorrow